0: Welcome back to the Muzzle Blast Podcast, the official podcast of the National Muzzle Loading Rifle Association. This show is made possible by the members of the NMLRA. Thank you. Today we're sitting down with popular black powder and muzzle loading YouTuber Mark Humphreys of the Black Powder Maniac Shooter YouTube channel. Mark has been a serious advocate of the NMLRA ever since he started making YouTube videos just a couple years ago. It's been great to talk with our members back and forth online. So many of them have mentioned Mark's channel, and Mark's videos being the reason that they've gotten back into muzzleloading or just into muzzleloading in general. He brings a safe but also a little bit goofy take to YouTube when it comes to muzzleloading, so we're excited to have him on the show this week. If you haven't seen Mark's videos, be sure to check out down in the show notes when the podcast is over. We'll have some links there to some of our favorite videos from him, as well as some of the videos that he talks about in the conversation. So thanks for listening, and enjoy the show.
1: Uh, I'm Mark Humphries, uh from uh, Maysville, Kentucky, over in Kentucky, probably
0: two hours away
1: from, from Friendship, Indiana.
0: And we just finished up today, just to give some background to the listeners. We've been outside since about 8, 7 or 8 this morning, setting up for your New Year's Day shoot here at the right. MLRA. So we're kind of <laughs> a little chilly, kind of finally inside into the warmth and relaxing some.
1: <laughs> yeah, I put that together last year because I I, I, I just thought there would be a fun day for for fellas to come and shoot because there was no no entry fee and no prize money, no medals. Just come, let's talk shop, swap each other's guns and test fire a few of them and. And I just thought it would be a laid-back day. And trying that last year for the first time, I thought maybe five or six shooters would show up. I posted it on the NMLRA Facebook page and put a little short promo video together, and 21 shooters showed up. It was about 38 degrees and a little little hazy, but uh, 21 shooters showed up, and we, we shot muzzle loaders all day long, from 9 till 4 o'clock. and. And uh, they asked if I would be willing to do it again this year. And I said, if y'all come, I'll come. So that's how I got started. And today we had 36 shooters. 36, that's great. Show up for for this event. And we had plenty to eat because I asked them to to, uh, bring snacks and so forth. And uh, and my bride made uh, chili to take care of And we brought a bunch of hot dogs over and Gold Star chili sauce. And we cooked all these things. And they... uh, they seemed to enjoy it, so wasn't anything left of the chilling, which yeah. pretty surprising there. So uh, I think the cold weather kind of helped with that. It did. And the fellas are asking to do it again next year, so pretty much weather permitting, and that's always a, you know... We really lucked out. Yes, yes. You never know when you plan these things three weeks, four weeks in advance if it's 70 degrees or seven inches the ground. so... That's, uh, and we got lucky today. It was sunny and about 45 or so. Yeah. A lot of jackets, yeah. <laughs> a lot of thin sweaters, and even the girls showed up, had thinner jackets on, which surprised me. So it yeah. worked out real well.
0: We wanted to bring you on because you've been prominently, a, you've been a prominent figure online for muzzle loading for a while now with your you run the Black Powder Maniac Shooter YouTube channel. Correct. And if many of our listeners and members really enjoy that your YouTube channel, but if you haven't if you're listening, you haven't seen Mark's channel, definitely check it out. He's been putting out some great how to videos and safety videos on muzzle loading mm. that we picked up on and just wanted to bring you in and, and talk about talk with you some and putting on this shoot here at our range, you know, we're really thankful for Everything you've done for the community, and it's nice to sit down and talk with you. Well, thank you. And bring you Enjoyed.
1: in. I enjoy muzzle loading. The, the The wife of mine thinks I've absolutely gone berserk um, with the hobby, yeah. and um,
0: I think a lot of wives do. if They're not, <laughs> if they're not shooters, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, she just shakes her head, and and she watches some of the videos before I post them online, and she just she shakes her head. Are you actually going to post this video? I said, yes, ma'am. Sunday night, it's gonna go on the on the internet, so uh, so the viewers can see it.
0: So, how did you get started in
1: muzzleloading then? Believe it or not, I had a, a, the wife of mine's brother called me out of the blue in the summer of twenty thirteen, and says, "I've got this old cap and ball gun," he called it, and I want to give it to you. I want you to have this because I'm not gonna take it out anymore. Come on out here and get it. So, I went out there, picked it up, and it's a Traditions Hawkins Woodsman fifty caliber. Uh, percussion gun, and uh, I still have it today. I shot this a few days ago. The um, uh, He gave me a, a can of decks and a few round balls and sent me on my way. And, oh, geez, you know, Pyradex.
0: So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the so, hair on the back of my neck kind of stood exactly. up
1: Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know Pyradex from anything else at the time. I was pretty pretty green with, with the sport. and uh, uh, I spent 30 years in the metal detecting hobby, searching battlefield sites and so forth and, and Civil War areas and stuff like that. So he gave me this gun, and, and I trialed and errored with it. And I had balls stuck in it and dry-balled it a few times, and I stuck drill bits in it on ramrods to get drill balls stuck out uh-huh. and stuck out of it. Finally figured out you could pour powder in behind the nipple and, and fire it out. And the first time I tried that, Ethan, I actually hung the gun in a tree in the backyard because I was scared of it uh-huh. and hit a point straight to the ground. And tied a string to the trigger and ran it up over a branch and stood about 75 feet away and pulled the string. Oh, my gosh. And because the dry ball worked, it just yeah. shot the ball right into the ground. Yeah. And I uh, took one of the metal detectors to, to go find the ball to be sure I actually did get it out. Yeah. And I uh, got it out. And, and uh, that's basically how I got started in the muzzle loading. And uh, probably six months later, at the end of 2013, I was in Louisville one day, Louisville, Kentucky... I told the wife, I'm gonna stop in the Cabela store and see if they got a flintlock rifle in there. Look, get one of those. Of course, being the end of the year sale is the time to go get these things. Yeah. And they had a Pedersoli Kentucky flintlock rifle in there. A little small lock gun, mm-hmm. 50 caliber. And it was the last one on the shelf. And I told the, the salesman, said, Look, you know, everybody has spit on this gun, they've dropped it. You gotta give me some kind of a break. <laughs> And uh they sold it to me for five hundred bucks. I couldn't believe it. Wow. And the guy even pulled a box out of the back and in the instruction book and wrapped put it in the original plastic. I paid for the gun and walked out the door. Thinking, nah, if I don't like this hobby, I'll at least sell it and I get beat up on it too bad. But got to shooting that thing. By then I'd figured out how to not drive all guns and got to playing with it and shooting uh my wife's old skillets and Things like that, and, and, <laughs> and got wrapped up into the hobby really fast, and loved it. Still do.
0: That's awesome. That's quite the story of, of getting into it.
1: Yes, it's a it's it's a fun hobby, and and through the, the trial and errors that that I've done with it, uh, I've had several others in my hometown that that's interested in the, mm-hmm. in the hobby, and so kind of working with them a little bit, showing them what not to do what yeah. I've done, how not to drive all guns, and powder patch and ball method is yeah. always the best way. <laughs>
0: You know, There's a certain order that needs to be, yeah, needs and, to be followed. And
1: then, yeah, and I haven't done that sometimes, so yeah. I've been showing a couple of the fellows in my hometown and uh, and brought one of them with me today, and he, he shot uh, a gun that he picked up a few weeks ago, and he he, he burned powder up there all afternoon at the New Year's Day shoot. So uh, That's awesome. It was it's was a, it a good day.
0: That's what we like to hear is getting people involved. And I think talking with people on the range, that muzzleloaders seem really intimidating. But as, if you know somebody or you can watch a video mm-hmm. of somebody that knows what they're doing, that intimidation barrier is just kind of drop very quickly,
1: and that's one of the reasons why I, I tried to put these videos together several years ago. I actually wish I'd use my better cameras now, but I have <laughs> crude videos on the on the on there but they're they're effective, and I was using cheaper Kodak cameras and filming things. but I wanted to show a new visitor or new viewer how actually to load muzzle loaders. And to actually know what accoutrements you need in your shooting pouches, and stuff like that, to to get them started without going through all the dry balling I did, and, yeah. and having drill bits stuck in barrels and shooting them out and all kinds of silly stuff that I did originally, hanging them in trees and yeah. pulling tri- triggers with strings, and afraid that the barrels would blow out on me. So I wanted to keep them from getting to deal with that. So uh, yeah. that's one of the reasons why I like to put the how to videos together. Yeah.
0: So. How did you hear about the NMLRA then? And you got started, and you got your you got your Pettersoli. What was kind of the next step to coming here?
1: The next step is, believe it or not, I I have a fellow on the mail route that that I that one of the customers on the mail route that I carried up in my hometown named Bill Pritchard. He's a bun, gun builder, and he uh, I found out he was a gun builder and stopped and talked to him one day on the routes, and he mentioned the the muzzle loading association. He, he said it's in Friendship, Indiana. Or, Like most folks, where's Friendship Indiana? (laughs) I don't even know where this is. Well, it's an hour, it's an hour uh, in the Indiana border, just out of Lawrenceburg. I was okay, so he should need to come in June, second week of June. So I, I, I took a day off from work and came over here and never even took the guns out of the truck, just walked around. I was overwhelmed with all the vendors and all the muzzle loaders being fired everywhere and and I spent the whole day walking around from one end of this property to the other just checking out all the fellows shooting and the girls shooting and pistols and and the smoothbores and and up in primitive and I thought man this is right down my this is right down my alley we got to come over and do some more of this yeah. so <laughs> you know picked up a magazine and joined that 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 weekend whatever day that was yeah. and um and been with them ever since so
0: and then so you've got your muzzleloader, you've joined, and then when did the videos start? Because that's, that's what most people know you for.
1: Right. right. Believe it or not, when my daughter was a freshman in high school, seven or eight years ago, she came home from school one day and said, Daddy, will you help me make a public service announcement? And I looked at her like, what are you talking about? I said, well, I signed up for this video editing class, and the teacher required us to make a public service announcement. So I said, okay, we'll do one. So we put one together on, on sexting. Don't do any sexting. And since she was a little blonde girl, it worked out great. So we did several scenes around around town and put together one where at the end of the video, she actually sexted so much that she committed suicide by getting run over by a train. Oh, my God. <laughs> on the, She didn't get run over by a train because I still have her today. But right. we portrayed that on the video. And I and I told myself, man, this is this is cool stuff. I like this. So... I started uh, using little cheap video cameras myself and doing Ohio River skiing videos with the kids swinging off ropes in the river and, and falling off the inner tubes and things like that. And, and I've actually left a couple of those videos on the Black Pedramedic Shooter channel on, on the bottom of the main screen, so I can go back and look at them once in a while, see what the kids look like in high school. Yeah. And, uh, and about and,
0: when was that then? Uh, 20, 30, 2014,
1: 2015. Okay. And then 2016, I said, hey, if she can do these, I can do them for loading. So I started putting simple, pretty crude videos together of shooting uh, skillets and um, bowling pins and, and water jugs and just whatever I could find. One camera set up, seven behind the targets, sometimes shooting at it, and... Just basically crude stuff for two minutes. So, and then I thought, you can do better than this. Let's put some fun into this because a lot of the videos that you watch on the YouTube channel, they're, the fellas are all too serious. Yeah. You know what I try to do is make it fun. I want you to laugh at me. They say he's nuts. You know, but try to shoot all these videos in a safe manner because I don't want anyone to you attack be me for being yeah you know, for for I don't know sticking your mouth over the end of a muzzle loader or something. Right. Something silly like that. Yeah. So I, I review them 9, 10, 12 times before they actually get posted looking for any type of safety violations. And if that is found, not to do a whole lot of that, but if I do find an infraction, then I delete that part out of there yeah. and, and change it to something else. And and several times I've actually filmed videos and and caught... Uh, lean the gun against a tree, and I walk past it. it. looks like it's unsafe. So I'll go back down to the location shoot and shoot that section over again, okay. put the same clothes back on right. that I had, whatever I had on that day, same jackets and same boots, shoes, whatever, and go back down and re-film that little 30-second clip to change it around so that it's actually is safe. So I don't want anyone to, to attack me for being unsafe videos. Right, and that's so. something that... I think it's really
0: common online i mean even on the association side i'll post something and people will find safety violations in and mm-hmm. you know like sometimes they're there and that's you know you gotta i gotta be called out on it but sometimes it's like i
1: i i do too i i got called out of one a couple summers ago i remember shooting pistols with the with a fellow and even though the gun was unloaded and the both of us knew that yeah i had it actually pointed toward his face and someone someone burned me on that, yeah. and and rightfully so. Yeah, you know, and I already had it uploaded on the internet, and the fellow was gone, so I couldn't reshoot the scene. And, right, you know, and all I could do is reply. You know, the guns were unloaded, but yeah, you know, and several videos that I have coming up soon, I'm, I'm tinkering with pistols and so forth. And at the end of the videos, I'll, I'll pause it for ten seconds, and put pistol is unloaded okay. as a text, yeah, as a text on it, so that I won't get beat up for right something potentially unsafe i don't want that right so
0: and i think that's in a way it's your responsibility to portray it safely exactly and and do it safely exactly don't want anyone
1: to get hurt because i try to keep the channel family friendly so that uh, i don't allow any vulgar language on it i don't allow any attacks uh i don't know screaming fighting silly stuff that you see in a lot of videos anymore yeah. if it bleeds it leads type stuff I don't I don't want that on there. No. i keep it family for any so your kids could even watch it if they want to right. and enjoy the whatever they're watching with I'm shooting mazoo critter targets as I call them which are metal targets made in the shape of hogs and and uh, ducks and so forth so uh, just keep it fun that's what it's about
0: yeah and I think that's what a lot of people have told me about your channel and when we started sharing your event today and the shoot, mm-hmm. and even during the shoot, just how much fun it was. You know, we have our competitive side, and that's very much a part of what we do here. Yes. But it, you, it's really easy to be intimidated by that. And the fun part of it is just as important.
1: Exactly. And I was intimidated the first year I came over and brought the guns with me. I thought, you know, these guys are all been shooting forever, and they exactly know what's going on. I'm kind of, you know... Blind, leading blind here, type thinking, and I thought, well, at least I'll, I'll shoot the uh, the running boar event. You can't really mess that up too bad. And the first time I shot it, I got a, a score of whopping four points. <laughs> Ten shots at that running hog, and I got a solid four. I almost wanted to run hide in the weeds. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so now you can get that. I don't know what the potential score is. Hundred points, I guess, but whatever it is, I got four. Yeah. And the second time I shot it, the next year I got. Goose eggs. <laughs> That's just Nothing. the way it goes sometimes. I could not hit anything. I hit the pig running the opposite way once, but I could not hit anything on that. So I thought, boy, if there's a if there's a bottom end score, I'll, I'll get that award. So, <laughs> but uh, enjoy shooting in woods walks now. I, I've taken the cameras with me the last couple of years, uh, shooting with uh, tamby Dudley. She's a uh, she's a uh, shoots and Swiss rep here in in, okay. in the U.S. And uh, we get together and we had a blast over here shooting a Woods Walk. I, I rode her, ribbed her, give her a hard time. She's giving it back to me. and Just general fun ribbing, and we had a great time. Yeah. Didn't care what the scores was. We had a good time and put that on on the channel back in the summer, and they they seemed seemed like they enjoyed it. So
0: that's great. We'll be sure to put videos to your channel or links to your channel. I'm sorry in the description of the podcast and things so if you're listening you can reference and go check out Mark's video thank you when we're talking about him here Uh, we talked a little bit today about how much work goes into a video because I was filming and you were filming and we got to talk shop a little bit yeah just for the listeners and people who enjoy your videos what's your process look like
1: yeah I try to keep it very simple when I'm out into in the field shooting you know you've all seen videos where someone uh, has their cell phone camera out shooting and and they they' see someone's maybe shooting a muzzle loader for eight nine seconds, and then that's pretty much it and and the screens has got the narrow
0: they're shooting vertical
1: vertical yeah uh, yeah it drives me bonkers, too so i I shoot the cameras with where I can get the whole screen on it. I use the Canon cameras, um, but generally when I'm by myself, I will set them up on. I don't even use tripods. I have a piece of PVC pipe, a couple shock cords, and a and a selfie stick. I stick them up on it, and twist the camera lens around where I can actually see myself. Which before I was just guessing where it was on the other <laughs> cameras, but now I can at least see myself, and and film the 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 opening scenes or whatever that way. But I have a backup camera. They use a B roll camera like we were talking about earlier that I will show hitting the targets, whatever target I'm shooting. And I'll go home and edit those, splice those two together so that actually the viewers can see a target being hit, especially if it's a good distance out. Mm-hmm. And and I figured out how to do that in the last few months. The amazing part, Ethan, is this, is if I can't figure out how to use something on, on the Final Cut Pro X program that I'm using,
0: I'll YouTube it. And yeah. guess what
1: happens? A 12-year-old girl comes <laughs> over and tells me how to do it. Yeah you got to be kidding me.
0: Yeah. I picked up my my drone to film some things. I went on YouTube, and I was like, I didn't know how to use it. And, in fact, the first time, I got it stuck into a tree. (laughs) (laughs) That's a long story. But after that, I was like, okay, I need to learn how to use this. And like you say, some (laughs) 12-year-old is sitting there with, like, 10 million subscribers telling me how to use this drone. And I'm a grown man sitting there like, how do I use this thing? Thank you. That's exactly (laughs) what I've done. You've got to be kidding me.
1: And I will pause her video and go over there and do what she says and it works. Yeah. I think you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, think, I think these kids are born with computers in their in their hands, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't they're, know. They're,
0: I mean I've I've grown up I had dial up, so I've grown up with the internet pretty much my whole life and there's and, still stuff I don't I don't get. I don't and, know if I'm getting old, if I'm gonna start seeing white hairs. They're not there yet. <laughs> I
1: mean I still I grew up with rotary phones. Okay. So, with wires singing out of the walls and and we do that. But as far as video making is concerned is, uh, is uh, I will shoot the scenes. Uh, my general rule of thumb is if I shoot uh, an action scene by myself, which up until this past summer, pretty much all of them were by myself, I limit them to five minutes to five ten five minutes and ten seconds in that area. Because my thinking is, is you won't watch a video that's 10, 12 minutes long with some fellow loading the loader for four minutes, Shoot at a target. Well, I need to reload it again, and this you gotta put the powder in. I mean, you know, it's all That's in slow the motion. Part. Exactly. <laughs> so I try to keep the shooting action going on as much as possible. Usually within 20 or 30 seconds of the last shot, I'm ready to put the next one into it or some type of an action scene to to keep viewers watching. So, five minutes is generally <laughs> the limit. put on by myself if I'm shooting with you for example since we're splitting time between you and me maybe seven seven and a half minutes okay and uh uh, I was shooting a a video with with a fellow from Portsmouth last week and his dad came out and the three of us together were at at a range up in Vanceburg Kentucky and I was laughing at those fellas and they were laughing at me and it's it's just giggles and laughs all afternoon like a three high school kids And uh, that one's almost eight minutes long, but it is jam packed full of shooting. And I'm gonna post that on the channel here in a couple of weeks because this one today is going to come up next for the New Year's Day program. So, uh, but I'll limit to seven minutes or so if two of us are shooting or or three. But the event like today, or I come over here in the June and September shoots, the nose are generally in the 11 minute range, or maybe 12 if I get enough. Dynamite stuff, in my opinion, to keep you watching it. Right, and I don't do this for the money because there's no money. <laughs> there's no money, in it. no. I, and YouTube doesn't really like gun channels anyway, so yeah. you know they demonetize everything. And most of the time, I demonetize them before I even list them because I just don't want to deal with the house. I do it for the fun of video work and I want everybody just to see what's going on in, in Eastern Kentucky. So yeah. uh, that's that's the reason why I do them. It's for the fun of. of, of to see if I can actually still put something good together that someone would watch. So.
0: Yeah. so how many people do you have watching? Generally, there, there?
1: the 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 channel has at the moment thirty eight hundred and eighty or thirty, just under four thousand subscribers. Which when it started in twenty sixteen, I, I was hoping for three hundred. I thought if I get three hundred, I'll be I'll be blessed. And it's for whatever I don't know how all that works, but it's up to just under four thousand subscribers. Most videos have a thousand, twelve hundred views on them uh, a week, and I try to put them on twice a month. Okay. Lately, I've been putting them on every week, but I usually every other Sunday evening is when I try to post them and uh, let them run for two weeks. And unless it's something that just that's you know really dynamite, I'll let it sit a little longer. It just depends on which one it is. But uh, for the most part, a thousand views is what they get. The, the muzzleloading community, as you know, is a small yeah. market of the, uh, a small segment of the market. You know, if I were putting AR videos together, uh, you know, or or Glocks or something, it, it would have you know twenty thousand views overnight because there's a lot more people exactly. Right? It's a bigger, wider market. But yeah. the Muslim loading is such a small market that's what surprised me that the channel actually has almost four thousand subscribers because it is a small market. There's only my opinion, maybe three or four good uh, bl- uh loading channels out there. Mike Bellevue has one duelist eighteen fifty four thinks he's the a- mm-hmm. same page he has a, a good channel um and i can't think of the others that caught me off guard but there's several others out there that that has them and um they, they do good work too but I just wanted to change it up and make something fun where where the viewers would just laugh and so oh, he's he's silly he's fun but he's silly and yep.
0: You know, and I think thinking about those other channels, I like watching their videos, I but you too. you definitely have your own spin on it, and I think that's right. what a lot of people really enjoy you know you're not you don't have your nose up in the air about it no you, know, you no, you're shooting ju- Hawaiian punch jugs or milk jugs you know you're not specking out you know a custom muzzle loader you know you're using no. stuff that Everybody can go out and get involved and get started exactly. with and have fun. You don't need to spend, you know, five grand to go shoot a muzzle loader and right. enjoy it. You know.
1: And I've been asked that quite a bit on on the on the channel and comments and stuff. Any time for you get a custom built one and and I I've generally come back with not at this time and the main reason why is because I wouldn't take a fifteen hundred or a two thousand dollar muzzle loader that's built by Tip Curtis or somebody. That's that's cool looking gun, and I'm I'm all for that I'm beautiful. But those are used in the range and so forth. Where I take mine to is backwoods eastern Kentucky. They lay in the bottom of canoes. They're they're in the rain. I mean, I've, I've dropped the, that that mine in the mud one time, and I actually had to go get uh, take the lock out and go down to a creek and wash, wash the mud up. out of it and go back and put a gun to go out and shoot with it or let her go home. So. I washed the mud out of the lock and, and down in the creek, kind of like you know Simon Kenton would have done, and put it back together and went ahead and, and filmed some more. So it it, the one I have has seen a pretty hard life. That's so. awesome though. I mean, so, <laughs>
0: that kind of connects with the history of them. Though. You know, that's what the guys originally in Kentucky were doing with.
1: Yep, them. I do pretty much what they did. It's yeah. not, it's not custom. As a matter of fact, the barrel is eight or nine inches shorter than. The most custom built ones, uh, but uh, for what I use it for, it, it's a fantastic gun. It, yep. it, it's 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 seen a hard life. You, if I showed it to you, you'd shake your head. Yeah, it's 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 beat up, scratched up. You know, there's no no prettiness at all, but it just keeps right on it keeps, keeps on right ticket. on working. Exactly, exactly.
0: What are some of the funniest moments you've had? in making video? I mean, I'm sure there's some, There's, are, do you have like a blooper reel somewhere that you just, you've never I, released? I have,
1: or? What I do is is I save all the videos in um, one of those terabyte boxes or whatever you call mm-hmm. them, external boxes. Yeah. And um, when I do film videos, uh, the, some of the blooper stuff I'll put in them if it's funny, it locks it won't work and dropped in the mud so forth. But what I generally do is I drop those Video clips into a little special desktop folder itself, and I mark it bloopers 2019. And when I get 50 or 60 of them in there, then I will link them together in a video and put some kind of a crazy, you know, circus music or something (laughs) to it. And uh, there actually is uh, two of them on the channel at the moment from 2017 or 2018, and it shows five or six minutes of some of the silliest stuff that you know uh, did a running and reloading scene on one of those. And and the wife was since I didn't have a drone, I was running down a hillside, it's mowed hillside and she's in the van beside it. And I had a, va- a camera sticking on a selfie stick on the on the armrest out the window. And I told her to keep up the same speed as my running. So I will shoot the gun and run down through the through this grassy area, right after a big rain, reload it, turn around and shoot it again and start running again and slip fell right my back. And she's up there cracking up laughing. <laughs>
0: Well, it's good she didn't and, run you over. <laughs>
1: yes. So I said, okay, okay, Mom, let's back up here and do it again. And it was about the seventh time we did that, and I'm about wore out running down the yeah. air, trying to, trying to re running reloading scene. So, um, but uh, I have cameras fall over in the canoes, uh, drop them and in, in, drop the, the guns in the mud on the bank, and it just... Anything that's unusual that someone would kind of snicker at or laugh at, I'll I'll put it on the bloopers video, and and I have a desktop full of them right now. That probably in the next two months I'll put another one together and and show some of the silly stuff that goes on. So
0: hmm. it's, it's it's fun stuff. That's great. And you just you retired recently. Yes. Yes. So would you consider yourself a full time YouTuber now? Pretty much. Okay. Full time poor YouTuber. <laughs> The biggest
1: problem I had before, Ethan, is uh, I worked for the U.S. Post Office, uh, U.S. Postal Service, and and we were working six days a week for pretty much all of 2019 because I'm not going to get into why, but right. we're short of help, and getting off to go to uh, the June shoot and the September shoot was just Sunday was the only day I could make it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go to trade shows that's in the Midwest in the spring. I never could get off on Saturdays to go to these things. And finally, I I looked at the retirement papers and realized it's in my best move to when I crack 60 years old, which is back in October, to say goodbye. (laughs) So I signed the paperwork and said goodbye. And I've been off for uh, eight, nine Saturdays now and and love every minute of it. For example, I even tell you this, uh, buddy Steve Bowen and I, he's from Lexington, got together about four Saturdays ago. It rained all day and all night. And he has a farm down there in Harrison County, Kentucky. And we uh, we pulled the trucks inside the barn. And we hung a few zoo critter targets out there in the trees. And we shot out of the barn all day. That's awesome. And we put two videos together that that, that you'll see in the next few months on on, the, on a homemade cap gun that he had. And a, and a Kentucky versus Louisville basketball game video. That, <laughs> that will be pretty fun to watch. So um, we put those together. So the point of getting at is now that I have all these days off every day, I've got eight or nine videos sitting on my desktop ready to post, just waiting for a week or two to put one on. I have plenty of time to shoot. I've mean, reversed before, especially with the time change. Yeah. I could never get together after work and put one together, so I struggle to get anything together this right. time of the year. So so excited to be retired.
0: <laughs> That's good. We're, we're excited Can't for wait. you. you know, to have Can't some- wait. Can't wait. Off. I'll bring
1: the cameras with me everywhere they go. They, they go with me everywhere now. Especially if it's muzzleload related, yeah. take them to trade shows, bring them here. Definitely bring them up here today for this New Year's Day shoot and uh, don't mind at all playing with them.
0: You mentioned, so you've been shooting the video since about 2016, you said. Correct. Yeah. And you, you told me a story earlier today about one of your Kodak cameras. And I want to talk a little bit about what kind of changes have you've gone through with your videos? Okay, yeah. so you've you've changed your muzzle loader some. You know, you've gotten to the Pedersoli. You've just got a pistol, and, but on the video side of things, what's changed?
1: What's changed is I uh, finally uh, decided to upgrade the cameras. I was using uh, a Kodak. And I still remember the model M five three two camera, the size of a deck of cards, and I had three of them and selfie sticks. So what I was doing is I was set one up on on the PVC pipe where I was shooting, set the second one up down near the target, and was shooting hogs running through the woods or whatever doing. But the problem is is I would shoot the cameras. I shot two of the cameras. I could never hit a deck of card size camera if I wanted to hit it. But when shooting the, the uh the the, uh, the hogs or or the turkeys or whatever we're shooting at, I shoot the cameras. <laughs> so I, I decided to finally upgrade the last summer, or summer before last, to some Canon models. I can't remember what they are, but they have zoom on them. Mm-hmm. So now I set the cameras up just out of range behind a tree or something, six, seven feet away from me in the woods, and, and zoom in to the targets maybe 50 feet away so I won't have to shoot the cameras anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh.
0: That's not the first time I've heard of people shooting the cameras. You know, don't don't feel bad about it. Well, good. That makes me feel better that somebody else is shooting cameras. Has your process changed? Are you are you planning more? Are you, you know, looking at successful videos and comparing them to not successful, and trying to push one way or the other? Or what that? I've
1: what I've started doing the last six months after meeting a, a fellow a shooter Steve Bowen from Lexington, he invited me to come down to his farm back in the spring. And we shot, we shot some kind of video with smoothbores, and we were shooting water bottles and swinging in the air and, and clay pigeons and, and so forth. He brought a couple of older guns out, and I took the two of mine in, and I put something together with the both of us. And I thought, this is kind of cool. Instead of doing them all by myself, I'll get someone else involved with them once in a while if they're willing to do that. So... I put one together with him, and then about a month or two later, stuck another one together with him. And then uh, my buddy Rick, that I grew up with in high school, gets involved with a few of them. And since we've known each other since high school, it's really fun watching those because I really brag him, and he gets on me, and we just have a good time. And then, and then recently, a couple fellows from Portsmouth got together with me. So the point of driving out is, is now that I'm retired, I'm actually going to look for fellow shooters within a couple hundred miles of my hometown. And try to range get together with them if they got a place to go shoot and tell them before I come I'm coming to, to razzle you now yeah <laughs> I'm, we're gonna shoot and have fun but if you miss targets I'm go I'm gonna you know laugh at you and then you can laugh at me and we'll I'll put something fun with them in it for the ones that wants to do it Uh focus on the shooting now and I really yeah. try to intimidate them funny wise and and uh, so now he's can he shoot that water bottle is he gonna really choke you know do you have your eyes open you know, breathe easy, yeah. just anything I could dream up at the time to intimidate them. And then if they miss a target, I'll laugh at them. So, well, you choked, you know, you you <laughs> you know, you had one eye closed and you're thinking of your girlfriends or whatever I can come up with that, that, and it gets a, get a kick out of that and so forth. So that's, that's, uh, we got one, I've got one a couple of weeks coming up with some fellas came up to Portsmouth and we laughed at each other the whole eight minutes. And, uh, it's, 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 Fun stuff to do. That's what a joy to do is. It's cut out the dead time in the videos yeah. because I, you know, most of these video, like today's video, I'll put one together for New Year's Day event. I'll probably have an hour, hour and twenty minutes of time on that camera. I don't know what it is because that's I I put it in the box and come in yeah. here. <laughs> but I will squeeze that down to ten and a half, eleven minutes. So when you get it down to twenty minutes. Which is the easy part, because you can get rid of dead time yeah. and you know stuff like that. But then you have to decide, okay, now I want to get it down to fourteen, fifteen, and then I'll run through it again. Okay, I can whack this out. I can cut that a little bit of that dead time to get it down to eleven minutes. is tough in the last two minutes of video. You know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about. You're
0: making hard decisions. There yes. Because when you yes. get down to that mark. You you're watching it, and I think because you're filming it, too, at least for me, I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed that. I'd really like that to be in there. And I almost have to take kind of an impartial step back. I do, too. And think about the viewer on, I you do know, too. I really liked this, but the viewer's not going to enjoy it as much as I did. They weren't there.
1: And I I do, too. I do. We're thinking alike. Yeah. I think of the ones that's going to watch this video and not my own personal taste. Yeah. You know, if I can catch someone that, that missed and fellows are laughing at me, it's definitely going on there. You know, and you know, or if he makes a funny reaction if he if he hits one. For example, someone today shot one of those playing cards, SpongeBob cards in half. And the smile on it felt I can't remember which one it was, so I look at the camera. Yeah. Just was just thought, Wow, this is cool. And uh the youth were there shooting today and they were smacking the zoo critter targets and smiling and that's what it's about. Yeah. Is is the kids having a good time and everybody showing up and having a good time. So, um, that's what I'm doing lately is, is inviting others to come on and not just hogging the, the, the channel to myself. I could do that, but, you know, if you invite others to come, it's it's just a lot more fun. Yeah. And, and uh, what we're going to do in the springtime is I'm going to... uh matter of fact, one of the, the vendors over here, um, Darius Tezlovich, has asked me to come up to Pennsylvania for a few days to up around his, his um, Abe's General Store, I think's the name of his store. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, he asked me if I'd come up uh, back in, in, in October for a day of shooting, but I couldn't do it because of medical reasons. But we're going to go up next May, and we'll get the Mrs. Black Pedermedic Shooter to run the cameras, and we're going to go up there, and, and he's he's going to invite 20 or 30 of his buddies over there, so we're going somewhere over there. I don't even know where he lives, and go there. I'm going to show up to shoot with with two or three camera, two cameras, uh, extra SD cards, and lots of battery life. Yeah. And we're going to set these things up, and we're going to laugh at each other. And he says he's got a lot of boyfriends up there that has girlfriends that won't go shoot with them, but sh- they would shoot with someone like me because I'm different. Yeah, you know, and put put on videos. And the boyfriends want this to happen, so the girls will go out and shoot with the boyfriends <laughs> after they leave. So, uh, so you're
0: really uh, muzzle loading Cupid.
1: That seems like it. <laughs> it seems like it. They, uh, it. So that's the kind of plans I have for the future for the channel is to uh, is expand it to others and put more fun stuff on there. And I'm really not into the how-tos anymore. i got most everything on there that that's my expertise with. And I I'm mean, not,
0: the, the guns are kind of 200 years old. You know, exactly. There's only so much you can go <laughs> through on them. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's only so much you can do with them. And, and uh, I don't want to get into the technical aspect. Just put five or six, seven minutes on Gets the point on, on cleaning guns or yeah. or making patches and you know kind of have radical approaches on pouring around balls and making patches for that works for me and I tell everybody it works for me yeah you know you like it fine if you can make it work great if you don't there's plenty of mail, so you can try something else
0: that's something you know. we find talking to people is <laughs> muzzle letters are kind of personal and they can be yes. kind of temperamental too and so oh, I, yes. I think it's good to to preface things with that like hey this works for me because Odds are it's not going to work for nearly anybody else.
1: I tell quite a few of that you know this what's worked for me. Yeah, and it, it does so.
0: So you mentioned your wife is going to be your cameraman in Pennsylvania. Does she get involved, or do any of your other family members get involved a lot? You mentioned the van going down the hill. Yes. But do you do you bring your kids in any, or are they?
1: I I used my oldest son in in a, in a trucking video a couple summers ago. We we put together a scene on the Licking River in, in Kentucky, about three miles above the Lake State Park, where uh, me as the bad guy, I'm sorry, me as the good guy, was paddling down through a ripple in a canoe where I need someone up on the bank to shoot me with a muzzleloader, with a flintlock rifle. Now, obviously, we dry-fired them We didn't put round balls in the guns. Yeah. But I asked him to just come down here. He put the second Frontier outfit, outfit on, just lay against the hillside, and then when you see him come by, just come up, Pull the trigger, have a you know we put a hundred grains of powder in, it, so we have a nice fire come out of it and so forth, and then when I hear the noise, I'm gonna pedal like I'm possessed to get out of the way. He filmed that one scene for probably two minutes for that one video put together a couple of years ago, but uh, uh, my daughter wants nothing to do with it. <laughs> she did her, she did her PSA and yeah, she's she done. She done with that. She says he's gotten crazy. The video work, you know, so. She doesn't have anything to do with it, but uh, Mrs. Black, permanent shooter, will come and run cameras, but she will never, never get in front of one of them. It's just not going to happen. She's, <laughs> that's a, she's okay, a ghost. I understand. <laughs> she's a ghost when it comes to that. She'll be glad to run them, but that's where it ends. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. I guess just for my own personal curiosity, you know, what of the videos that we've put out recently, which one's your favorite? What do you oh, like? What do you not like?
1: That's tough. Uh, are you talking about the ones I, I put out, or what do you mean? Either one. Okay. Let's, let's
0: let's go with your favorite first. All right, and then I'll then, come to you then. Yeah. Um,
1: I put together two of them in 2017, the June and the Fall shoot. I think it was three of them in 2018, June and Fall shoot and a Woods okay. walk or, or shoot. And then last, this past summer... Uh, a spring and a fall, and did uh, one with um, Tamby Dudley back in the We did the Woods Walk in the summertime, and then another one, I can't remember what date it was, I think it was in the fall shoot, where five of us were shooting the Woods Walk event. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a great time ribbing each other over that. Matter of fact, part of that is shooting those those uh, playing cards in half. Pointing That's at so you. hard. I can't do that, save my life. But of the five of us, four of them shot them straight in a row. I could not believe those four did that. Came back smiling with that camera running. Look at here. Yeah. You know, of course, it's my turn. What do I do? I choked. I, I couldn't <laughs> hit it. And uh, uh, Those were all good videos. They had a good time. With Probably one of my most favorite ones was the uh, New Year's Day shoot uh, put together last year. Yeah. It showed all these different fellas. I like to interview these guys. It brings uh, uh, different firearms with them. Uh, Bill Miller brought a, a blunderbuss with him when oh, talking cool. about that. And uh, Randy Johnson brought a, a big brown bass gun. And uh, Jeff Sluter brought a, a special built one he made. So I like to interview these guys for 30, 40 seconds and ask them, you know, what kind of locks are in them, triggers, barrels, whatever they want to say, and, and feature them on there to show the viewers that, you know, hey, you can get cool guns. Yeah. And you can come here and shoot cool guns. As much as you want. <laughs> as much as you want. And the New Year's Day shoot is actually... Uh, that you can go out and shoot someone's guns you may never own one yeah but you get a chance to play with a big smooth bore or, or a little squirrel gun or a you know a civil war type gear again. that
0: barry brought today yeah barry that was great that was a beast of a gun <laughs> it was i had a lot of fun i mean i was i was filming as much as i could today but just the generosity of everybody saying hey you've been working exactly. do you want to shoot some and i I want to go home and shoot some more. I don't want to work. I'm, I'm sick of working.
1: <laughs> exactly, and, and I, I, I thought of you doing that too. And same way with here, I I uh, took a cap pistol with me today. to no intention shooting anymore. I shot it seven or eight times, maybe, and and everybody else shot it twenty times. Yeah, so I let others shoot the thing. And you know, the cool thing is, is is you asked for it, you just load them right up, hand it to someone else, put a cap on, it and shoot the targets. And that's yeah. that's a great thing about all those. Those guys up here today, they'll they'll let you shoot anything they got. Yeah, just ask.
0: Yep, and it doesn't matter if it's a you know a, a traditions kit that they put together or mm-hmm. if it's something custom that they had ordered. You mm-hmm. know that's worth more than my car. Exactly. <laughs> you know they they'll, they'll yep. hand it to you and say this is what you need to do. I mean ev- I mean I've shot a lot, but everybody that let me shoot today was right there. You know saying mm-hmm. you know this has a heavy trigger pull, this is a light trigger pull. Be careful. You know this and that. It was it was really great to see
1: yeah good successful shooting because uh they 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 care about you not getting hurt for yeah. one thing and you know shooting strange guns is you know intimidating because yeah. you may not know how to work them and uh and Barry had one up for last year that has a, a double trigger on it that only works when you pull the trigger certain ways and it doesn't <laughs> work like traditional double trigger guns so I, I i really was impressed with that that he uh he showed us how that thing worked before we we actually played with them so um they they did a they did a, a pretty good job of murdering uh, the uh, duck target that oh I had up gosh. there. Oh my gosh, they really! I mean, punched they some beat that, that thing sideways with the, with all the round balls hitting it, and it actually had a big bulge in it. So it went up there at lunchtime and turned it around backwards, hung it back up, and painted the backside of it. So they straightened it back out yeah. by the time we went home. <laughs> you made them do the work for you. <laughs> they did so. Uh, good day. Good nice. day all together. Yeah.
0: Well, we really appreciate you coming out and and putting that on and. You know, anytime you want to put something on, just let us know, and we'll do whatever Absolutely. we can to get it going for you. Well, we're
1: going to try to do this uh, New Year's Day shoot again next year. It's it's always, you know, a poker shoot because you don't know if you're going to have 7 inches of snow or 70 degrees. Yeah. We have 70 degrees on Christmas in Kentucky, you know, or it could have been 7 inches yeah. here today. So we uh, we hope for the best, and we could always shoot under the – shelter of the offhand range over there. But it's just not quite as, as homely, as you would say, because it doesn't have the hillside behind it Yeah, with the all the targets and, and the creek. And- correct. You know, we hang targets up there, and it's easy to hang water jugs and trees to shoot them, spinning and, and so forth. Well, there's no trees over at the main range, so it's tougher to do that. But Ethan, regarding your video projects, uh, I've watched a, a few of them recently, uh, actually a couple of months ago, where you were promoting the uh, NMLRA at a, at a shooters event and I really enjoyed that I think it was three or four minutes of what you put together but you showed uh, action scenes and that's it's, it's kind of like a, a, a Clint Eastwood movie where he's, <laughs> you know, where he's running down the street shooting at the bad guys or running around in, in police cars you showed these girls shooting muzzleloaders in one clip and then someone shoot trap in another one, and someone at primitive in another one, and it was fast-paced action clips, and I thought, that's cool, because it kept me glued to the, to the video to see what's he going to show next, and you did a fantastic job, because you edited those in a fast-paced action way that, that was intriguing to say, wow, this is cool. You know? Thank you. That means exactly. A lot from you. <laughs> well, it, it it does because you showed a lot, and what the projects I shoot is kind of a slower pace, obviously. But but I may focus on woods walks, the only time I'm here, or maybe shooting the running war vent. But in the project you, I watched you showed trap, skeet, long range, the 500 yard shots. Uh, what else did you put in there? I can't remember now what they were. The pistol range, you you kind of showed eight, nine, ten seconds of a little bit of everything that the, that the association offers yeah. for a guy coming to shoot. And if someone isn't excited about coming and watching that, then I don't know what it takes. I <laughs> yeah. mean, you know, because... There's it, not much
0: I can do for you
1: then. That's you know, then. exactly, because I may not like long-range shooting, but the next guy behind me watching a video will like it. Yeah. And he may not like Frontier stuff that I do, but I would. So... You you kind of showed it all, and and uh, I was I was real impressed with the one video clip that I, uh, that I saw. Uh, thank you back in much. the summertime, I think it was. Yeah,
0: I think that was. I think you're thinking of the family fun shoot. video. That's
1: what it was, family yeah. fun shoot. Exactly. You did a fantastic job portraying what's offered here. Well, thank you. you it know? means
0: a lot coming from the Scorsese. I'll say well, of Black Powder.
1: <laughs> I'm not an expert at it. As a matter of fact, uh, the, the daughter really helped me most of it. Because I would ask her questions on the editing program and it takes her longer to walk from front of the house to the bedroom where I got the computer than I did her for to fix the problem. <laughs> yeah. I said, Sandy, you have to be kidding me. How'd you do that? Slow down, show me how you do that. It's done, you know. So I uh I beat my head on the counter for months trying to figure this program. Now I've pretty much got the easy part down where yeah. I can put a video together and and um This one for New Year's Day, I'll probably work on them four hours, and I'll have it done. Most folks don't realize that, but it it takes probably three to four hours to make it look like something worth watching.
0: Are you when you're editing? Are you like Are you playing music? Are you eating snacks? Are you just sitting in your underwear? Uh,
1: (laughs) All the above. All the above. (laughs) Uh, the The editing program is Final Cut Pro X or 10. Is what I use, and it it takes the whole screen up as a, I want it that way. Yeah. And I have the timeline at the bottom without getting too technical, but I have a little screen in the top right corner where I can watch the action, and I can run the playhead back and forth real quick and edit out all of the dead time fairly quick. So the hour, an hour and something I have today to edit down, I can whack it down to 20 minutes within, uh, right. Within 20 minutes, and then it gets a little bit harder. Yeah. Then you're what we're the talking decisions. about earlier. You got to decide, okay, do I want to put this one in here? Leave that alone. I'm going to cut this out because it's it's just not interesting. And you know, I hate to cut folks out of videos, but sometimes I will yeah. because this one looks more appealing and it's just the way it is. So about three to four hours, I'll have to do it. But the program is very fast because it actually renders. As you're editing, if for for the folks know what that means, the computer's updating what you're typing in the system as you're continuing to do it. Whereas the uh, earlier programs, you get to do a few things, hit render, go get you a cup of coffee, come back 10 minutes, and finally what you did is update it. Yeah. So this one's a lot better program. And um, so that, that's why I use it. You use your Premiere,
0: correct? Yeah, I'm using Premiere.
1: Yeah, I'm so. not familiar with Premiere, but... I'm Sounds not like, familiar with Final Cut. <laughs> probably. I, I, if you set the two computers beside each other, I bet there's not hardly any difference. It's Forge and Chevrolet. Yeah. They both get the job done. Yeah. It just depends on which you like better.
0: Really quick, mm-hmm. the I think one of the neatest things, and people will see it in the videos, both from you and us, but I'd like to talk just a little bit about the Maniac merry-go-round. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. How did that come to be? Because I've never seen anything like it, and I want to go home and make one. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that's good. I was thinking last year
1: uh, when I when was trying to think of something different for the event, and I thought, well, i put a round board up there. Originally, it was going to hang gallon milk jugs on it, and I realized you have to have string because of the way the handles are made. Yeah. And I thought, that's not going to work. And then uh, Mrs. Black Permanent she came home one day with a, uh, a Hawaiian punch jug. And I looked at that little blue handle on those. Got this little handle. And I yeah. thought, oh, now we're in business. So I cut that round board out and just sink a little screw in the top of it, and put four strings on it in the middle like a like a upside down top, mm-hmm. and I wind it up on the rope hanging in a tree branch so it will spin as it unwinds. And that's when we never everyone shoot it. And they they absolutely loved that last year, and I said well, we're going to do that again this year. And they. They had a great time shooting at it. There were 30 some fellows shooting at it. It oh sounded like a war zone out there with all those muzzle loaders. Yeah. I on. think
0: you had like six jugs hanging off. And right. And after everybody shot, there were like two caps hanging. Exactly. <laughs>
1: they, they they pretty much annihilated and, and loved it. And loved it. So, uh, Trent uh, Rim was the one to mention last year. He said, Well, you need to call that the, the Maniac Merry-Go-Round. So. When I put the video together a couple of days later, I said, you know, I'm going to call, I'm going to use his name, and I even give him credit for it. Yeah. As Trenton says, it's, it's a merry-go-round, maniac merry-go-round, but I'm going to say it's a merry-go-round merry maniac massacre, little, so <laughs> something like that. And here's what it looked like, and it showed all the fellows shooting it. Yeah. And, you know, it looked like you're, you're at a, a Revolutionary War battle where yeah. we lined up shooting each other. And was today neat. is pretty cool, too, because there's more shooters today and a lot of lead slinging down yeah. at that. So I can't wait to go home and look at the video clip <laughs> and see what
0: it looks like. Well, good. Well, thank you so much. I don't know that I have any more questions for you. Well, you know, the, this was, I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and doing so much. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people that have said, you know, they were members for a while and they kind of got away from it, got away from muzzleloading, too, went off to other things, and then. They found your YouTube channel, and they got their muzzleloaders back out, and they they joined back up, and they started shooting again, started burning some powder and throwing some lead, and you know just from everybody here, you know, thank you. Oh, you're for welcome. Everything you've done.
1: It's uh, it's a, not just a hobby anymore; it's an obsession now. <laughs> well, you are the maniac. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why I use that title. It's, it's like the maniac shoot, and it's. Um, it's a it's a good good hobby to get into. Once you get past the initial investment, the rest of it's fairly easy. If you pour your own lead, well, you're only out yeah. flint and powders, and that's it. And you know you can pour your own round balls, make your own patches, and all that. And it's very very inexpensive once you get past the first hit. Yeah. Of buying your first muzzleloader and a few months and so forth. So. Then you're good to go. Good to go.
0: Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. And if you want to look for Mark's videos, we'll have them linked in the show notes. But it's at Black Powder Maniac Shooter.
1: That's what you want to put in on YouTube's search window, and the channel will come up. Okay, good deal. And you got this crazy old fellow with a muzzleloader gun barrel almost sticking in your face, in a, <laughs> in a kind of a cream-colored outfit yeah. on the on
0: the. You got on your own. frock. Um, your, your own
1: frock? From frock. Yeah. Picked it up from um, from a timber like uh, trader's Did over here. Friendship uh, a couple, three years ago, I, uh, I saw that, like that, and it's uh, kind of a winterish type frock. We yeah. got that so we can use it in the wintertime yeah. and play out here and, and so forth.
0: We'd like to thank our friends at the Primitive Pursuit podcast for supporting the show. If you haven't already, be sure to follow the guys at Primitive Pursuit, primitivepursuit.com. They're working on publishing and getting the word out about traditional archery. Um, They have a great, great podcast going and a beautiful social media page where they share not only traditional archery hunting, but just general traditional archery shooting sports and the craft behind traditional archery. Coming up this month, we have a few more guests to bring to you before we get out to the SHOT Show in Las Vegas here at the end of January. But if there's somebody in the muzzleloading, living history, traditional craft world that you'd like to hear from, please shoot us an email at podcast at nmlra.org or get in touch with us on social media and we'll do what we can to reach out to him if you'd like to support what we're doing here with the muzzle blast podcast or the national Muzzle Loading rifle association in general you can find out more about becoming a member at nmlra.org and if you'd like to join or uh, order some merchandise like our books or t-shirts or anything use the promo code podcast 10 to get a discount off of your order thank you